Hey, how's it going, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. I could just hear myself talking super fast right now. I just had my coffee and I'm pumped up. <laughs> Woo! Good. You should be. I'm pumped up too, but not necessarily from coffee. More from amazing modern chiptunes. I am so excited. I found some absolute gems today. Uh, every year on this podcast, we kind of check in with the chiptune community. Uh, this is not music from video games for the most part. It's just from talented chiptune artists all around the world. We love to do these focuses. Uh, this is going to be so much fun. Yeah, these are really cool. Um, it's nice for us since we both are composers and we both write quite a bit of music that could be described as uh, chiptune music. Um, oh, yeah. It's nice for us to have these dedicated points on the podcast to sort of check in with some recent really incredible works by chiptuners. Yes. Because I, I know for myself, it's definitely something that inspires me, whether I'm doing arrangements or writing original stuff. Me too. Of little certain tricks of how someone will do something. Or maybe it's something in a completely different style that I might never go for. But mm-hmm. it's just really fun knowing that it's out there and you never know I, I I mean I think there's lots of different schools of thought when it comes to composition about like you should listen to a big variety of different stuff or you should l- really focus and listen to one piece of music hundreds and hundreds of times but <laughs> I do think r- regardless of what your approach is if, if you want to make music the only way you can learn to do it is by listening to music yeah and so I love episodes like this because it kind of feels like out of anything that we do, um, it's the most related to the type of music that Carl and I. I totally make. agree. It's so, so I definitely inspiring. feel like on these episodes, yeah, we, we definitely are um, we're absorbing and consuming a lot, which is fun. And I would say most of the music on this playlist, uh, as with previous installments, was music released this past year. And so we're definitely checking in with kind of the current scene. But there's a couple of tracks here and there that might be from maybe five years ago, three years ago. But yeah, most of it wow, was, I would say, released scene. in the last year. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. So, I can't think of many areas where I feel like I'm involved in a current <laughs> scene. Well, one of the cool things about this scene is that with all this virus stuff, I mean, this there's still people making, seems like just as much chiptunes as ever. I mean, because they're at home with all of their technology and their equipment and they can you know kind of do this right. stuff unfazed dude have you encountered on youtube i've been watching uh certain youtube channels that explicitly avoid saying virus covid oh, or pandemic because apparently if you use those words you get flagged and get demonetized on youtube so that's people weird. will say things like the current global situation that's and really all these weird euphemisms i don't know why maybe just advertisers don't want youtube is so their finicky. products associated with it it's crazy it's pretty weird <laughs> well let's dive into some amazing music and very diverse a lot of different styles and vibes today what you guys heard that was a funky way to start the episode shout out to Vinny for showing me that track um that was from the artist jamphibious from his album jamphibious volume two that was totally rad toad as in t-o-a-d fun little pun there a nice funky fm track to start the day off let's go to kind of there's a lot of usual suspects today some of my favorite chip tuners some of which i doubled up even on the playlist this is one of my favorites schnababula so good this is from his album continue philly under fire this is a nice kind of love letter to konami nes music let's take a listen to philadelphia under attack 
That is a killer chiptune right there. You guys are listening to Philadelphia Under Attack by Schnababula. Definitely a clear love letter to, I would say, Konami era NES music, something like the Contra series. Just really rocking, but really interesting chords and, and harmonies. Yeah, this is really well done. Yeah, really cool. I definitely hear what you're talking about, uh, Konami. Part of it is just even some of the instrument settings and the drum the- samples. The musical vocabulary as well, the mm-hmm. the use of like power chord rock on chiptunes, but like really progressive stuff with these very guitar centric riffs and Portamento Falls instrument switching. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's definitely more nimble and uh, polished than I think actual Konami yeah. music from the 80s and 90s on the NES. And but, that happens I mean, so much with modern chiptunes, doesn't it? The advent of decades, you know, and much easier to use tools that composers now have to make chiptunes than they necessarily had back then. Yeah, that's what I love about modern chiptunes is that you can hear what they're inspired by but uh, production-wise, they're able to go way above what was possible at that time. And that's definitely what you hear in this album. If you think about it, like, um, video games, like, if you look at a, a, a game on an early like, look at an early PlayStation 3 game, like the first mm-hmm. Uncharted versus The Last of Us. Yeah. You know, just what a graphical difference. Or even take an early NES game to the stuff that they were doing, like, in the mid to late 90s. I mean, it, right. it's impressive how when you keep, you use the same tools over a period of you years, know how to use find them. new ways to, how to take use advantage them of them, yeah. God, that's such a cool track. We're going to go back to Schnababula later. Like I said, I did double up a few times today. Um, but yeah, that's really good. This is a newcomer on the podcast for these chiptune episodes. This is um, Zemo Gasa. And this is actually someone who contributes to the Battle of the Bits community. And so this is from Spring Tracks 8, uh, which was a battle last spring. This is a really nice classic dancey chiptune called Sapphire Eyes. It's kind of the aesthetic that I would expect when I think of kind of classic chiptunes. So let's take a listen to Sapphire Eyes.
You guys are listening to Sapphire Eyes, an adorable tune. I really like the innocence of this, but it's very dancey and groovy and fun. This is by Zemo Gassa, who is a Battle of the Bit uh, contributor, I think from France, I believe. This was contributed to Spring Tracks 8. Um, and yeah, what a, what a classic sounding chip tune. I really like the melody on this one. I do too. It, it has that great VGM balance of a little bit melancholy, a little bit sad and bittersweet, but with optimistic rhythms. Yes. Uh, I, I think that's, I mean, that, and that's been described by a lot of people as almost the sound of J-pop or the sound of a lot of Japanese music where I think there's mm. that duality, um, an emotional depth. Uh, a pain in the happiness but I think it, yeah. it extends far beyond music of Japan I think there's a lot of musical traditions particularly ones that come from Africa in my opinion and the, uh, particularly like even when you look at like Afro-Cuban music or early you know African-American music too there's there's uh, lots of different music that has that feeling of like to me when I listen to something like ragtime I get that feeling of like there's a bittersweet melancholiness in there, but yet yeah. there's like an optimistic way that it's presented rhythmically. And I sure. think some people, um, and this is a I don't know a pet peeve of mine that I have. I feel like they only listen to surface level. So someone listening to the Sapphire Eyes track, it's like they hear the four on the floor kick drum, they hear the high energy, and they and might it's think like they're it's almost only getting the surface formula or something. Yeah, but like you hear that melody, and it's so honest. It's, and it's such so a good sweet. melody. Yeah, and that's, it has that's a little why... bit of sadness to it, and I love that. I'll be honest. That's why. I'm playing this track on the on the playlist. I mean, nice production and a nice sounding track regardless, but that melody really won me over and, and I was yeah. really impressed by it. So, yeah. And again, it shows a little bit of the diversity already that we're hearing on this playlist. There's a lot of diversity out there totally. in the chiptune scene. Um, let's move on to one of my favorite current chiptuners. This is Potato Tan. This is from their album Tobu Tobu Girl, which I featured a different piece from before. This is, I think, the last on the album. It's called Farewell Tobu Tobu Let's take a listen. pretty you guys are listening to farewell tobu tobu from potato tan their album tobu tobu girl which i adore 
This sounds like something that should be from an actual game. Like it sounds like an old Game Boy classic. That's what I, I love I'm about this album. A mixture of Junko Tamiya, something like Little Nemo, the Dream Master, and I'm also getting a lot of Kazumi Tataka. Yes, like kind Mario of Land. Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I also hear a little bit of like Jake Kaufman, like like mm-hmm. the Tropel King, Shovel Knight kind of stuff. Great um, ear. This yeah, is really I totally pretty, agree with but I all like that. that, that this is one that's not about the finesse of the implementation. It's not about pushing the boundaries of the hardware. It's about it's the sweet just melodies. About a sweet composition done on this chip hardware. What's fun about doing these chiptune episodes is you hear that every artist has a different approach and they're getting something different out of it. And some of them are really trying to evoke the spirit of the music from the 80s and 90s and the era of these original hardware and other people just seem to want to use the tools as a vehicle for really advanced musical expression i think all of it is cool i think i definitely originally would have been more interested in a track like this something that's a great piece of music because fundamentally i like old video game music not because of the primitive synthesizers but despite it and I think when a piece of music like something like the Fallen Brothers or Tim Fallen, where it can be great really despite the hardware and it transcends it to the point that it almost becomes great because of the hardware, it's all working together. And I think a really excellent chiptune can do all of those things. But I do think there's mm. a contingent of people who write chiptunes that it's more about the polish and the flair, which is cool, but it's less about the intrinsic ideas. And I think I totally most know what of you what mean. we play tends to be a balance between those two kind of styles. That's my favorite thing about this community, at least now. I mean, there was a time when I would say it skewed a lot more towards just the flashy uh, kind of presentation stuff. But now it's at a point where there are so many different... Um, kind of directions that you can go as a chip tuner and there are people that really love old school video game music and want to send that up and there's people that really still want to right. be flashy and well, exciting. I gotta say, I'm just so happy. I feel like at least amongst people that I meet and talk to, I feel like music literacy is going up again, thanks to different YouTube channels and hopefully podcasts that can explore and discuss theoretical concepts and analyze music. I do feel like there are more people, amateur musicians, writing music with a little bit more nuance, with a little bit more chromaticism, with more interesting chords, uh, better craft. Um, Obviously, not everybody. I definitely hear that in the chip tune community now well yeah and i even feel like in a lot of um i don't know even in more popular music and stuff and electronic music i feel like I'm, I'm hearing more of a push towards new artists taking chances and doing cool things and i think Definitely part of it to has hear. to do with youtube and the internet and the ability to like there's less of a barrier for gaining information obviously yeah. not for everybody but it is cool yeah you even notice it i feel like in the chiptune community that uh, just seems like the quality i mean if you were to gauge the last 10 15 years is uh, a steep increase in quality it's in going up opinion. and up I'm excited to move on to this chip tuner. This is a great chip tuner. H Mister. This is a really exciting and rocking chip tune. It's an interesting combination. It looks like it's using MMC5 plus VRC6. Those are two kind of NES expansion chips that he's using together. Cool. Let's check out Omega Drive.
super good. I, I'm already just having such a great time with this playlist today. You guys are listening to Omega Drive by H. Mister, a great chip tuner. Does also contribute occasionally to Battle of the Bits, um, but I just follow him on SoundCloud. So always enjoy the new tunes he posts. This is using, like I said, the MMC5 and the VRC6, so a very dense chip tune. Really well done. I do have to say, when we first started doing these episodes, whenever I would see one come up in the docket, I would a little bit groan. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. another one of yeah. these. I don't know. It just it, it never used to be something that I was that. It, I think part of yeah. it is it's like when you're really close to something, there's like a, I don't want to talk about it or hear about it. it it's bizarre. Yeah. Um, but I will. Ha- I do say that like now these have turned into maybe some of my favorite episodes to the Me point too. that like a piece of music like this is why I love video game music. Yep. Uh, you know, exactly. I mean, just the energy, the 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 imagination, so the ingenuity special. of this technology, great robust musical ideas, really exciting things happening. It's dazzling. It's exciting it's in cute, every way. It's I mean, accessible. compositionally, yeah. great melody, great writing, great implementation. A lot of fun little, I guess I would say gimmicks, like the like that kind of slow raising alarm. That just it's just but a great balance. For me, the biggest thing is like the the style and the reverence and lineage to classic particularly Japanese VGM which is something that yeah. I, I don't know why but I do feel like it is something important and yeah. in every game project that I've ever worked on that's something that I've tried to bring to the table because I, I don't know I feel like there's something like karmically in the air that it's like if you're working on music for games you're tapping into there is a history there is a tradition yeah. and so whenever I get to the point where I'm able to you know score a larger triple a title where they want like a western film score-ish thing I, even in that situation I do want to try to find some way or some element to kind of infuse the lineage and the history of game music yeah. because I don't like the idea that like oh you know games were this thing back in the 80s and 90s and, and now, now we can just else, make them yeah. feel like modern American movies we don't want to lose that tradition there's something about that that I feel like is a little bit arrogant and sort of you know stepping over other artists who created this thing to just make what yeah. you want to make and I, I, I like the idea of like feeling that history in the new thing and that's why chiptunes are really cool well, speaking of that tradition, one of my favorite things about the chiptune scene is how it changes depending on where these people are in the world. And there definitely is kind of like a sub-tradition or style for Japanese chiptuners, um, in some ways maybe more faithful to the video game tradition than a lot of Western chiptuners, I guess I would say. But there's just a different style and energy that a lot of them have. And this has become an absolute classic person on the podcast. This is Rikora who's a Japanese chip tuner I discovered a few years ago. Amazing. This one's very fusion-y. I think, Carlos, you're going to dig this one. Let's take a listen to uh, Tune by Ricora. This is Chaos Equals Prover. <laughs> Here we go.
Holy Jesus. crap. Guys, I have no idea what's going to be track of the week. We're going to have to decide together as we as we go on here. This is a contender for sure. You guys listening to Chaos Equals Prover, a weird name, um, from Japanese chiptuner Rikora, who's one of my all-time favorite artists, period, in the world. This is amazing. It's too good. It's <laughs> it should be it illegal. Makes me mad. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's kind ins- of like you know insane. at the end of a Monty Python sketch where the cops show up and they have to shut the sketch down for being too silly. <laughs> I feel like there yeah. needs to be some sort of VGM police that stop this. Too many like, syncopations. Right, cut that out. Too many complex rhythms. Yeah, too this catchy. one almost gives you a heart attack if you're trying to like follow along to it rhythmically. It's. It's, I mean, it is chaos. It's called Chaos yeah, Equals I, Prover. I love that. I can't imagine something better than this. I mean, I, I I, love all the harmony, the delicious jazz chords in my face, and all the syncopations, <laughs> and the tones. Like, I like that yeah, it has right? that sort of oh, when the bass comes in, overtone, one of the rich, things distorting. I've heard in a long time. Oh, my right. God. I love this track so much because it's very um, exploratory and... Definitely, I would consider this jazz fusion. It's kind of experimental, but not at the sake of like being entertaining and engaging. It's so entertaining and engaging and grooving and funky and but what I like has it, something for everybody, I think. It sounds like modern jazz fusion. Yeah. Um, just in terms of the style, like this particular thing, like when I think of jazz fusion from like the 70s, it's a very different sound in my opinion yeah uh this has like a modern jazz fusion like virtuoso kind of feeling yet it's also done in a chiptune style where you feel this uh sense of reverence and nostalgia to to old like 80s 90s computer systems and you know the nes and things like that so it's really cool getting that mix and hearing that those two worlds can kind of collide in a really nice and balanced way oh my god that's yeah this is the this is the standout one of the playlist let's see if it can be beat how about that we'll have a little bit of hope as we as we proceed in the playlist it's i'm telling you man it's possible it could be beaten um, I honestly could not decide because there's so much great stuff today, but that is the one to beat so far. All right, let's move on to another one of my favorite chip tuners, Chibi Tech. This is from their album Psychosomatic Generation. This is a tune called Young Crescent, and this one, um, you'll have to be a little patient. It takes a little bit of its time to get going, but once it gets into, I would say, the main idea which is about 55 seconds into the piece, it really reminds me of like classic NES Capcom, like a like a nice Capcom credits theme or something. Really happy and really good writing. Let's take a listen to Young Crescent.
talk about a nostalgic track. That's Young Crescent by the wonderful Chibi Tech from Psychosomatic Generation. It's, it's very nostalgic. Reminds us of early NES music. Um, someone like, again, Junko Tamiya. It just really, really reminds cute. me of like Street Fighter 2010. The use yeah. of the tremolo mm. and the use of the um, volume fades at the end of yeah. the note attacks. It's interesting because we talk about these uh, consoles and these sounds being so primitive, which they are. Yet what's fun and why I think there's still such a rich community out there of artists making music for these platforms is that there's still so many permutations and that people can still yeah. have sounds and styles. Because if you have have just a note playing you could have 10 people do a melody and it would sound different because you can adjust the timbre to really subtle ways yeah you have the duty cycles but you can duty cycle switch at the start of yeah, notes. isn't it you crazy can do portamento that falls you can do vibrato you can do tremolo you can do volume fades and swells a chip as specific as the nes that most people would would consider to be very limiting and in a very small box even within that you can have your own expression your own sound right. and your own almost like different eras of of that chip it, right. it's truly insane well and for me one reason why i tend not to write a vrc6 uh, thing a lot is i don't actually like the sound of the additional pulse channels my like the dream if i had more channels i would want them to be identical to the original nes ones because right. i guess i just i know how those sound and i can manipulate them in the way that i like and what i don't like is like sometimes when i'm doing a if I am doing a VRC6 tune, I have to really work to make those other channels sound identical Blend, to the yeah. other ones so that you can have like four of the same instrument playing. Yeah, well, you would like you would like like a like a two two times just NES. a double yeah. NES. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me two triangles, four pulse channels. You'd have a ball. I guess I don't need two noise channels, but two DPCM would be pretty cool. More noise. All right, let's move on to a really cool track. This is from, a, I believe, a Japanese chip tuner, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that goes by Seethe. This is Motorbike, and this is a cool mix of uh, Game Boy, MSX, and NES sounds together. Let's take a listen to Motorbike.
What a killer track. Just a great piece of music. You guys are listening to Motorbike by the Japanese chip tuner Seethe. And I was checking out uh, their SoundCloud and just jam after jam. This one is so special. I mean, it's just a great composition. It feels like a classic piece of video game music. I love the combination of these three chips. They are able to be blended together so naturally. Totally. Compositionally, it reminds me of June Senue, something from like Sonic Adventure. That's great. I, um, love, it. I love that. It has that sort of feeling. Particularly the way that it's the melody is outlining the chord progression and accenting the or accenting the kind of chromatic shifts reminds sure. me of uh, that yeah, composer. Yeah, I can hear that. But yeah, I do like this blend. It's similar to what Marty was going for on RoboGirl 2, the blend of Game yeah. Boy and NES music. And Carl and I were talking... Uh, while we were listening to this, I think it would be great. Someone should invent a tracker that allows you to load multiple different chip sounds simultaneously so that you could, in one session, have NES, Game Boy, Genesis, you know, Commodore 64, whatever combination you want to do so that you don't have to have two different sessions and try to sync them up after the fact. That would be rad. I someone should get on that. Anyone listening that's smart enough to do that. I mean, that would be such a game changer because uh, I think a lot of yeah. people that haven't been doing usually kind of do blended it parts. hardware stuff would probably start doing it if it were more accessible like that and you yeah. could transfer your knowledge and vocabulary of uh, one system well, to another. But we're going to move on to one of my other favorites of the day. I'm excited for Will to hear this. This is by a chip tuner that I haven't been familiar with actually before kind of looking into stuff this past week. This is Red and Green. Uh, it's a track called Tall Buildings, and it's from an album called Cardinal Virtue. Um, and that was put out by this group. I guess you could call it like a chiptune label. Um, I guess it would be Staff Cirque, almost like a shortened version of Circle. Staff Cirque is the name of this label. And they have a lot of really killer albums. And this is one of their albums, like a compilation from a lot of different artists called Cardinal Virtue. And I really was impressed by this track. Let's take a listen to Tall Buildings.
my god. I'm just going to call it now, folks. You guys are listening to this week's track of the week. Yeah. Tall yeah. Buildings. Oh my god. The best. This is by this Red and Green. This makes me feel bad about myself. <laughs> in the best possible way, right? No, in the worst possible <laughs> way. Oh my god, it's so good. Uh, I really need to look into Red and Green. I've never heard of that or them before. Um, this is from Cardinal Virtue. It's incredible. I'm, I mean, I'm sad. it's such a cool combination, just sound-wise, of uh, non-chip sounds, um, synths and you know accordions and whatnot, drums, uh, mixed with a lot of classic Super Nintendo samples, such as the Pilot Wings bass or that Rocket Belt Pilot Wings like vocal synth. Um, also, even some some eight bit NES sounds, and then the composition is just absolutely delightful. Very charming, Japanese-y, smooth. That that extended introduction uh, was giving me like an old forties film music kind of film noir. Like it reminded me, me of too. Bernard Herrmann or the Spellbound theme by Miklos mm-hmm. Rosha. But then as it opens up, and then that little almost i don't know the chip like kalimba ish sounding instrument comes in and it's like oh it's actually kind of a waltz and then the song proper starts i mean every single element of this completely blew my mind it was beautiful it was melodic it was catchy um the harmonies and chords were really interesting it was groovy the instrument choice was kind of like this wonderful eclectic vgm greatest hits all blended together really seamlessly i feel like so much thought and care went into it yeah um and it's something that someone who's a fan of video game music would really appreciate because you can call out these specific sounds and timbers yet you wouldn't have to know that to enjoy it because i think it's just intrinsically beautiful music the reason why i think is my favorite of the day is it's the kind of track that I listen to it and I'm so excited to share it with all of my friends that that love video game music. Like I I will be doing that after we finish recording. I just want to share this with everybody because it's just so special, so well done. Oh my God, I love that track. You guys just listen to this week's track of the week. Let's move on um, to another awesome chip tuner who's based out of England. Uh, He's actually a member of our Discord. Uh, This is Blitz Lunar big fan of uh this chip tuner this is an album he put out called anaglyph tracks uh let's take a listen to hexa perplexia
You guys are listening to Hexaperplexia by the wonderful Blitz Lunar, real name of Dave Harris. Shout out to Dave. Uh, this is from his album uh, Anna, Anaglyph Tracks, which I think is like a compilation of um, tracks that he wrote, you know, over a period of a few years, I believe. This is kind of a nice glimpse into his crazy style. Very fusiony, very experimental, very fun. It's nice to get a kind of full-blown FM tune on here. Yeah. I, I love the uh, Genesis sounds. I mean, you hear that sort of chimey um, sonic ring. I don't know how else to describe it's so classic, it. That yeah. chimey instrument is very classic. It's the ring uh, sound. And then the composition reminds me of a lot of uh, you know, Genesis or arcade music in the fact that it's very groove-based and very vampy and has sort of a long form. Uh, it reminds me of something that would be like a menu theme or an options theme in a game. You know what I'm saying? Like it has that yeah. kind of groove-based yet oscillating between almost two chords. So it's sort of yeah. uh, indecisive. It has a long form. So if you listen to it, it doesn't necessarily get monotonous. Yet you sort of get the gist of it very quickly, which is, I think, something that um, there's a lot of music on the Genesis that has that compositional style. It's not a yeah. short loop, but it kind of tells you everything it's about in five to ten seconds. Um, so it rewards uh, a long listen because there's more to it. It's not just like repeating um, in a short loop kind of way, yet it features a lot of internal repetition with the chord progression or maybe yeah. an ostinato or something. Love to get some blitz on the on the playlist. He's one of my favorites. All right, let's move on to... Another member of the Battle of the Bits community, uh, one of the most talented. This is Patet, and it's also from Spring Tracks 8, which was quite the battle this past spring. Will, you're going to adore this track. For the most part, it's like an SNES chiptune. Um, I don't know if he was limiting himself on channels. There might be some other samples eventually mixed in as well, but it's just a gorgeous piece of music. It's called Nyad's Lament, uh, and I'm just excited to show this to you, Will. Let's take a listen. Thank you. 
This is incredible. You guys are listening to Nyad's Lament from Springtracks 8, Battle of the Bits. And this is by Pitet, who is incredibly talented. I mean, what a knockout melody. Very exploratory piece. It's over five minutes long. I definitely suggest listening to the whole thing because it's quite the journey. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, I I love the kind of harmonic language of it. Very kind of it starts off in almost like a JRPG Japanese yeah. SNES kind of sound, but it expands exactly. to something uh, a little bit more than that, where it ultimately yeah. goes and that groove sets in. It opts for something less me- melody centric and more sort of mood centric, which is really more interesting because it does start off with a really pretty tune. Um, and yeah, it, it has a great vibe. It, it almost reminds me of something that would be in like the Mana series because yeah. of how uh, the interesting sort of turns that it takes ultimately, mm-hmm. yet that it's starting from this sort of JRPG Well, one place. thing so it's special cool. about something like Battle of the Bits is there's no limitation on the scope of a piece of music, and so this can be a five-minute piece of music that can do whatever Patet wants it to do. It doesn't have to loop, and it, you know, there's no limitation based on implementing of a game, and so that that's what I think is so special is some of the creativity that you see in this community is, um, for me, very inspirational. Yeah, I, I love this track. Yeah, I go back and forth when it comes to... I, I find that most often when I'm writing a chiptune, I do tend to write something that has a loop, and I try I to do think too. of it like a functional piece of video game music, because to me that's part of the charm. Um, yet there is a kind of a way of doing it where you make a really long-winded piece of music because uh, another way of thinking of it is like if you're making an album or just a piece of music, there's not a game to accompany it. There's all the images that can go with it is the imagery you provide in the name and then what you're able to, the story you're able to tell in the piece of music. And so that also does excite me. I think just then musically, it's becoming something different than what was great about video game music to begin with. And that's totally fine, but it's, it's very difficult to sort of do both things at once. That's what I love about the community at this point is that there, like I said, there's so many people going in different directions. There are people that are, very happy to make a 40 second song that loops and that upholds the classic tradition. And then there's people like Patet that just really like stretching out and they're all so, so valid and, and so enjoyable. Let's move on. Will, are you, are you down for a traditional Japanese dance chip synth pop tune? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> I think you're going to really thrown, I've already thrown my keyboard away and I'm currently <laughs> Yeah, squashing all my dreams of being a composer. So you're gonna. This one is gonna make you feel all better. This one's so fun, so fun. This is called Hai Kara Samurai, and it's by that other kind of infamous Japanese chip tuner now on the podcast. Um, the alias is Umeboshi Chazuke. This is from their album A Journey Around the World, Ajitama Calendar 2020. Let's take a listen to Hai Kara Samurai. <laughs>
I love Japanese music. It makes me feel so happy. You guys are listening to Hai Kara Samurai, which does a great job of blending, like I said, kind of traditional Japanese music with more modern、uh, J pop and dance and also video game music.、Um, it's just a really fun piece of music. It's a fun mixture. <sighs> I have so much to say, but I almost can't say anything. Yeah, this, this really cheers me up.、Uh, Doesn't it? Beautiful. And. To me, there's something that I realized when listening to this, and I think there's a reason why.、Um, I want to think about how I'm going to say this. I think there's a reason why there are so many. If you think of sort of the stereotypical gamer,、um, guy or girl, whatever your gender, whatever stereotypes you have coming into the picture, but when you think of the average person who's like a, a gamer who, you know, would have like a. A Pikachu hat and is like playing Game Boy Advance on the bus and like、mm-hmm. nerding out talking about like you, you think of kind of a socially awkward, quirky, fun person. And I think the reason why so many people like that gravitate towards video games, particularly towards Japanese video game music, is when you listen to a piece of music like this, and I think it's there in a big part of Japanese media, anime, video games. Is、yeah. there's a real confidence in a celebration of the bizarre, of the of quirky, eclecticism. And it's, 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 it's really empowering. It's sort of saying, like, yeah, be weird, but be bold and confident about it. I love that. And there's that. something so beautiful that I think that that provides the world. It just that it's feels kind of good.、Like, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, to me, this is the musical version of like telling people to celebrate their nerdiness, celebrate your imperfections. It's not trying to be cool, it's not trying to sound like everything. It's just having it's, so much fun. It's yeah, having way it's, too much fun to worry about anything else. Yeah, it's yeah. not trying to be cool. So check that it album ends out, up being cool because it's so confident. I think it's called "A Journey Around the World"、uh, by、uh, Ume Boshi Chazuke, who's one of my favorite chip tuners. Again, that's what I love about. This scene is all around the world. There's so many chip tuners that are going for different genres of music, and and we're gonna now change it up a lot. We're gonna go to something a little bit more mellow. All the way from Japan to, whoa, St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah, this is a chip tuner, Joe Swenson, who I'm a really big fan of, and he actually is from St. Paul. Sounds like a good Minnesota boy. <laughs> and、uh, when, this, when all this is over, I, I would like to meet up with Joe because I've played his music at least a couple times on these chip tune episodes. Really great chip tuner. This is an album, it looks similar on iTunes to Wait, what we、so、just heard. This dude lives in St. Paul and we don't know him and he's a fan of video game music and writes chip tunes? Isn't that crazy? What's wrong、We're, with We'll、us? have to remedy that when this is over.、Um, yeah, on iTunes it looks similar to what we just saw because that previous album was A colon journey, like a journey in a weird way. This is like almost like a DOS. Kind of nod a colon sl-、uh, slash adventure. So it's like spelling out adventure in、yeah. like a fun way.、Um, and this is a track called A Warm. <laughs> Thank you for describing it. <laughs> it's a track called A Warm Welcome. And it's cool to get like a jazz chiptune, basically. And it takes a little bit of a while to kind of set into the groove, but great piece of music. Let's take a listen to A Warm Welcome.
God, this is good writing. You guys are listening to A Warm Welcome by the criminally underrated Joe Swenson. Please check out more of Joe's music. He's I one gotta of say, the most talented chip tuners out I there. I love him for using his given name because uh, it's one of my <laughs> least favorite yeah. things about all this like video game nerdiness is that everyone has some stupid embarrassing name with like lowercase letters and ampersands and it's some weird yeah. thing. It's like it's the one thing that makes this whole thing not feel artistic and just feel like a group of like kids playing around. And I get that there's like a fun to that. Well, I think but part I think of the there's some really that, beautiful um, artistry here. Joe is also just, a composer yeah. that works on projects, you know, media projects, right. and so that makes sense. But yeah, this is from Adventure. It's called a warm welcome and please check out more of his music he is pretty active in the scene and you'll see him pop up even on like chiptunes equals win projects and compilations here and there but god i would love to give a little bit more of a spotlight to him what i love about this track is it's using a tried and true video game progression that sort of dorian ascending thing yet obviously much more dense pianistic very Mm -hmm. jazz but it's using dorian in the like dave brubeck way exactly you know it almost reminds me of like take five or something it's so really cool such something that i love in in video game music and we've talked about this before where you can use the same kind of harmonic device to evoke multiple eras the dorian mode is used a lot to kind of uh, on one hand sound gaelic in fantasy but on the other hand maybe make you think of like 70s progressive rock because it also draws from common origins this is it it reminds me of a similar thing it's Mm -hmm. dorian using chiptune so it sounds like classic video game music but it also sounds kind of like cool jazz you know from the 50s 60s and early kind of modal stuff god it's so good sound yeah check out that whole album it's really good check out more of joe's work let's now move back to schnababula told you i was doubling up and we're gonna go from jazz to rock i'm ready to rock out here this is another one from his album continue this is alien war machines You guys are listening to Alien War Machines. Great instrument switching, sound design on this one. This is by Schnababula, again from his album, Continue, Philly Under Fire. Man, we really have something here for everyone. It's Uh, true. I guess at least if you're a fan of chip music, uh, we definitely have something for everyone. Yes. Um, Again, I'm going to echo the sentiments I've had before. This is amazing. Uh, (laughs) It's really dazzling and fantastic. Great implementation, but really inspired musical ideas. 
and it's taking the spirit of, uh, yeah, a different kind of uh, VGM from the past. Not necessarily the melodic, balletic, soaring, emotional thing, but the kind of exciting, progressive rock style of a lot of Konami games. Um, I'm thinking of like that Roller Games or even stuff from like the Contra series. It's just that great like prog uh, metal sound. But it's like amping it up, and it's it's several decades into that type of exploration, and it's able to execute on I think what that always implied. Uh, and it's that great video game iterative thing where when you play a new sequel, hopefully it feels like the older stuff, but if you go back to the older games, you realize that it doesn't have the same kind of... That's kind of, I think, a successful new entry in a game can be polishing and spicing up all the mechanics so that when you play it, it feels like what it felt like playing the old one back in 1996 but there's something or something. more polished about it. And what yeah. I love about Schnabobolo's music is when you listen to it, you can hear uh, what he's sending up. And But all of his writing is so specific um, and almost like classical. You can tell he's he's classically trained and he actually has a wonderful album that we'll have to share something from um, that's a little bit more in the classical realm. I'll just leave it at that. Um, That's outstanding. So, all right, we're going to go from rock back to jazz again. And this track really blew me away. It stopped me in my tracks. I've never heard such an interesting, beautiful, and unique incorporation of of jazz music mixed with chiptune sound. This is such a special piece. It's called Goodbye by another Japanese chip tuner. This is Shogo Nomura. So, Will, you'll be happy. That that's just their name there. Um, and this one, it's going to take a little bit more time to get into it, but it's so beautiful and so atmospheric. Let's take a listen to Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you. 
this is so beautiful. You guys are listening to Goodbye by Shogo Nomura. It's not from an album. It's just on a SoundCloud. Oh, I don't even know. I could spend the whole episode talking about this track. Yeah. I mean, just the real drums and piano, but the NES bass all combined together as if it's this beautiful virtual band. So beautiful. So atmospheric. Reminds me of Chrono Trigger. Um... Yeah, there's almost too much to say about this one. I adore this track. Yeah, it's really cool. I love kind of the use of that dubsteppy electronic chorus drop, but yeah. rather than leading into something, I don't know, dancey, that's almost like when it goes from black and white to color. And yeah, you exactly. Introduce the more real elements. Well, and what's so cool is the bass, it sounds like a part that like a really virtuosic upright bass player would be playing, almost like he's soloing while playing, but it's with the NES and combining that with drums and piano and such a vibey piece that finally when the 8-bit melody comes in, it's just such a moving moment. Yeah, this was one of my favorites that I found. Yeah, that was really cool. Very different. Atmospheric, vibey, takes its time, but mm-hmm. really beautiful and heartfelt. Let's move on to another one I'm doubling up. This is another Chibi Tech tune, uh, this time from the album Crema Benaria. Let's take a listen to Ameiru no Jikan. cool track you guys listening to Ameiru no Jikan by Chibi Tech from their album Crema Benaria which is it's a very cool track yeah Will was really enjoying that kind of um, chip it's like snap clap well yeah it's the chip synth version of stripping down to acoustic yeah where it's like now we're just (laughs) clapping and we got like acoustic guitar but it's all still chiptune stuff god it's such a cool track yeah I I'm such a big fan of Chibi Tech everything I listen from them uh, I'm just a big fan of yeah it definitely makes me want to go back to the drawing board and see what other cool things I can do with chip music but it also is very intimidating when you hear these amazing artists it's kind of like it's intimidating but what i what i find inspiring personally is that everyone has their own way into it and their own approach and style and chibi tech what i love about chibi tech is it seems like a really good marriage of what you think of with modern chip tunes which is this level of production and like gloss and kind of exciting 
shimmering gimmicks, I guess I would say. But <laughs> shimmericks. With, yeah, shimmericks. But with really strong melodic content too. And and it's yeah. it's very spacious, very wandering most of the times. But yeah, it, it really works for me. Great background music, I, I will say, to to work to. Carl, I have a question for you. Um, and mm-hmm. what you said about how everyone has their different approach and, um, you've said it before kind of about like everyone kind of has their own style and it's yeah. better that we're all here. Uh, I'm curious for you is making music something that you feel like the act of doing it is more for you or is your goal that like the act of sharing what you've made is what it's about? I think it's a perfect balance. I think when I'm in the zone working on it, it's absolutely for me. And it's and it's a, a way of, it's a catharsis. It's a way of giving myself something to do and to really put my energy towards and to feel productive. Um, but every so often in the process, I will stop for a second and I will, I guess, have like a dream of sharing it and, and that, you know, a lot of people may one day enjoy mm. this. And that would be a really great gift and like a bonus that's a good but it's that's not a good point yeah I will if say that, that doesn't you, happen i'm not that, sad that rings really true for me i really struggle with the idea of like enjoying something while i'm working on it because i'm so focused with the end result but then i'm almost always disappointed after something is finished and i share it with someone no matter how enthusiastic it's like <laughs> those feelings flee immediately and you have to move oh, on to the next thing so i'm trying to get better at just enjoying the difficult parts and even when i'm struggling to work on something just appreciate well you know what i'll say i can work on people might not realize this you know listeners of of our podcast that that might not be music makers a single comment a single email a single tweet can really make a musician's day you know and and the thing that's really great is like when i've reminded myself is you release a project an album a track and you you get a nice response and it feels good and like you said it's fleeting and it goes away Months later, you never know what what you're going to get. I mean, I've gotten an email, for example, from my album High Flyer, which is what, a couple years ago now? Right. Uh, It was just a few months ago I got an email about it. And it was the nicest, most touching email that really made my, honestly, it made my whole week when I got it. And so, yeah, if if you're listening to music and you enjoy something from any artist and you're able to send them an email or a tweet or a comment, you should do that because you have no idea how much it can make their day. Well, and a lot of musicians and artists do struggle with, you know, self-image and depression (laughs) and these things too. But it's also, it's like, I personally want to get away from my self-esteem just being attached to how people see me as a composer because I just think that's dangerous because the problem with that is then it's like when people are saying nice things, you feel good. And when people aren't saying nice things, well, you feel that's bad. Why, and that's I why get what to I try to do I is I try to think of it as a bonus. It's just a gift. Like I'm okay. It's not like, oh, I haven't gotten an email about my music this week. I'm going to be really sad. It's like, no, I'm fine. But then when I get something like that, um, it's just a nice bonus and it does lift my spirits. Yeah. I think I, I struggle a little bit with the idea that like music is a hobby and that it's just supposed to be something fun. I think I've always like romanticized the like Sturm and Drang mm. and the toil of like uh, almost I think it's important to have a balance. I really um, do. But then it's like the problem is you work that way and then maybe you're proud of the end result. 
but I just find the older I get, the more fleeting those feelings. It's like I, I can't be proud of something for very long. Well, here's here's what I suggest, man. Try to find a project, even if it's just for one piece of music or something, where the actual process is something new and exciting that you enjoy doing. And so for me, like this this project that I'm working on now, I'm not going to give too much away about it. But one of the things exciting for me was that I'm recording real drums, I'm recording real bass, sometimes real brass, and like doing things that I don't normally get to do. Um, and that process was really exciting to me. And, right. and maybe the most exciting thing about the whole the whole shebang is just that new process, I guess. Right. So that can that can definitely help. Yeah, I had an interesting experience for all the music that I had to put together for Easter. What was cool is for some of it that like I'm just performing everything where like I played the organ and the handbells and the trumpet and yeah. then I sang like choral parts. It's cool hearing something come to life and it's like, oh, wow, I made all of this. Like, this yeah. feels kind of exciting and special. It is exciting. It's important um, to stop and kind of reflect on that. But now that was too. a week ago, so uh, it's gone, and now I'm <laughs> on to the next on thing. On to the next. There you go. Let's move on to another piece by Ricora. Will, you're going to love this. This is called Letters to Lovely Days. Letters to Lovely Days. My love for Ricora truly knows no bounds. One of my favorite artists ever. This is just so good. Everything that I hear from Ricora makes me smile and dance, and it just gets my imagination going. This is great. Yeah, this is really beautiful. Ah, oh, really touches my emotions. It's very sweet. I was thinking about something... Um, I think video game music has indelibly left a huge imprint on an entire generation of musicians. I think for the better, clearly. And um, sometimes, you know, especially in this current time, I'm so worried about so many musicians and artists um, getting sick or uh, even dying from the coronavirus mm. and it, I just think about like gosh what a devastating loss there's so many talented artists there's so many people already who have died from this um, but the, the, a track like this gives me some hope that um, no matter what happens uh, r regardless of this current situation mm -hmm. uh, is that the spirit of game music and the spirit of 
the emotions that all those old games left on us, they're always going to be there yeah. because they've left um, a, an irremovable imprint on our culture. They're all and part on, of us, yeah. Uh, so many of us, yeah. And we can. It's up to us now to to kind of put that energy back out into the world again for another generation of people. Absolutely, man. And one thing that I love about Rikora and um, some of his Japanese counterparts, such as Umeboshi Chazuke, uh, their particular style of making new chiptunes is I feel that love that they have for composers that they grew up with, such as Kazumi Tataka. Will was saying that, oh, this person loves Kazumi Tataka. Composers like that, you can hear that love in their music, um, but there's also their own fresh personality coming through too. And what you guys probably heard in the back there is near the end of this piece, there's actually a really great key change. And that's not something you get in a lot of chiptunes. Uh, and so that was something that took the emotions to to a whole other level for me. So yeah, great track there. Uh, we're wrapping up here. Um, let's play a piece by, I always call it uh, Null, the chip tuner, but it's NU11 classic, right? Um, this is Running Out of Time, which is a pretty epic chip tune. It's actually over nine minutes in full. And so if you like this track, head on over to Null's SoundCloud and check it out. Let's take a listen to a little bit of Running Out of Time. You guys are listening to a little bit of Running Out of Time. What a rocking chiptune by a wonderful chiptuner, Null, N-U-L-L. This is really, really good. This is actually a remastered version of his original, and so he took, um, you know, the, the files that I imagine you know, he made on Famitracker, and I think he actually mixed them a little bit and maybe add some, some stereo stuff to it. But yeah, what a great track. If you like that, if you like that style... Um, you should check out the whole thing. It's it's over nine minutes. It kind of reminds me in some areas of like the demo scene music a little bit as far as how many different sections there are. Guys, this was so much fun. You definitely want to stick around for the play out. It's a really cool track um, by Gentoo called The Tale of Kingsville Harbor. And it's really fun. Um, and it's from Chiptunes Equals Win Volume 8, um, which was the main yearly compilation that came out last summer. And that actually is interesting. I wonder if uh, we're going to have another one of those this summer or if they're delaying that with everything. Um, hard to know. But yeah, great community. I've been involved in that community for a couple years and always a lot of great music on there. 
And I don't know about you, Will, but this episode definitely inspired me to, you know, make some chiptunes. Yeah, to wrap it up, call it quits, throw <laughs> oh, in the towel, yeah. and uh, get a job at a factory. <laughs> While listening to great chiptunes, I guess that would still work. Yeah. As long no, as you're I, enjoying them. I'll take a day to recover, and then I'll get back back at it. Yeah, man. You should make some more of those awesome remixes. Those were outstanding. I'm, I'm honestly, I've just been so busy doing, um, making music for yeah. um, my church services because mm-hmm. um, every week we have new hymns and new special music. It's a so lot that's of work. That's been distracting me because I have to play organ for all the hymns and then I sing all the choir parts. So I sing soprano, alto, tenor, bass several times and you know, you have to mix everything and EQ it and add yeah. the reverb, but it's kind of fun because it kind of putting together like I, I I the church that I play at and work for is it's kind of a small church like our choir is mm-hmm. pretty unpretentious so what's fun in doing this is I can make things more elaborate and yeah um, well it also gives you ever do live. something to occupy your time with during this quarantine and so that's definitely a gift as well well guys we're gonna play you out with the tale of Kingsville Harbor will did you have a fun time today I did. I felt very reflective and uh, existential today. I've noticed. Yeah. And how about that track of the week, Tall Buildings? Yeah. Wow, that was good. Listen to that one again, folks. All right. That's about it. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great and safe week, everybody. Peace out. (laughs) 